Attention all citizens. Even though the leader himself is completely non-violent, he urges you to be as violent as you like in capturing the Simpsons. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Good quote, punchy. Yeah. Yeah. Got Kent, it. Kent Brockman has some of the better ones. He's good. Yeah. Um, I like him. He's awesome. So, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. This Ackman. is your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just one of my favorite, like, subtle I Kent know. Brockman jokes. I can't remember what episode it's from, but you it's just... did that so well. <laughs> you did that so well. Oh, man. Uh, what was I saying? Right. It's your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons seasons one through ten. My name is Greg. My name is Alan. Yeah, and you were doing the normal intro. I was doing I the thing, you. and it was really funny when you did. And it was because it was just like, because it was literally like someone changing the channel. Yeah. And <laughs> just, Ackman. I'm sorry. It's very funny to it's me. A good, it's a good one. It was a good bit. Yeah. A good bit then and a good bit when you did it. So... <laughs> Uh, good bits, good bites. That's what we're all about here. Yeah, having fun. Bits that's and what bites. We're, that's what we're having. We're, that's what, uh, we're that's talk- snack food, right? Bits what? And bits and bites? <laughs> yeah, it's like nuts and bolts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but see, nuts and bolts, to me, uh-huh. like denotes tools, right? Well, yeah, it's what... Because, I, I mean, mean, that's what they took it from. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I'm just saying, when I hear, like, hey, have this snack mix, it's filled with nuts and bolts, I meet, my mind immediately thinks of little metal bolts, and yeah. I'm like, that's not appetizing. No, you don't want to eat those. Bits and bites, though. Yeah, those are cheesy. I'm like... I assume. I, there's little bits of things, there's bites of things. That sounds great. I'll, I'll eat it all. You think it's like someone who felt that exact same way, and is like, I don't want nuts and bolts. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm just going to name it something more appetizing and less sounding like metal. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, of course, invented by Robert Bitts and, and <laughs> Jonathan Bites. Jonathan Bites, yep. <laughs> we all know the origin story of Bits and Bites. Of course we do. Uh, Keanu Reeves is playing Jonathan Bites <laughs> in an upcoming film. It's a party he was born to play, yeah. baby. <laughs> oh, that's a... I don't know where that bit came from. Um, Guys, before we get going, yeah, I want to apologize oh. on behalf of myself. What for last podcast? What <laughs> I had such low energy. Oh yeah, well, and I'm trying to come in hot with this oh, one I because like <laughs> because I felt really bad about the last one because it was I was already very exhausted and the episode we watched is probably maybe my least favorite of the season and that's saying a lot for me. Um, and again, not because it's objectively bad. Because it's boring, yeah. And so, the, coupled with my exhaustion and my like, just feel, just feeling of ennui, and watching a really boring episode, that I didn't have much to talk about. Yeah, I just, I feel like I let, I let people down. And you know what? I'm a mirrorer, so <laughs> it's true. When someone comes in with low energy, I'm going you, to match it. You, you match it. Yeah. yeah, you're, you're the ditto of not our group. To, not to say, not to say that I don't take any responsibility for it. Of, of course, because yes, I take I, full I, responsibility I, for being myself. All of it, in fact, and yeah, I, you know what, Alan? No apologies necessary. Allow me to apologize for both of us. Thank you. I was hoping you'd say something. Well, here it is. Um, I it's, it's shame of the nation was the episode Bart Carney. Yeah. Um, I, not the episode, 
but the I episode mean, that, that that's we also did, a shame of a nation, a, but for a different a reason. Our nation. podcast episode about Bart Carney is the shame of the nation. Yes, uh, was it? We it, how how long was it? It was an hour. We <laughs> yeah. managed. We did we, it. We did it. So it's yeah. a bit longer than my sister, my sitter, which I think is still our shortest. It episode. is our shortest yeah. episode by a lot. Yeah, but, but this one didn't have a two-story outhouse, so <laughs> you know. So my sister, my my shitter. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember where the two-story right. outhouse joke well, that's is. That's how I will remember now. Yeah, yeah. My sister, my shitter. That's the. <laughs> that's great. Um, I'll go back and watch that the first five minutes of that episode. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, just kind of. Oh, nose, it nose dives. Nose dives. <laughs> no episode in Simpson Simpsons history falls off faster than that episode because how can you? Uh, to I mean, that you episode's pe- you defense, peak, right? You you peak. You hit peak comedy. You hit the peak of all comedy, <laughs> and then it's just a crater after that. Yeah, because what else is there to do? Which you know, I guess I can forgive that episode for that because they gave me that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the other reason uh, I'm uh, feeling a bit more ener- energetic and, and in a better better spirits today is uh, I've joined a cult. Oh, <laughs> is this the same one, Holly? <laughs> uh, she wanted to be on this episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll have her on a different one because we have another guest. That's right. On this episode, and she called it. She called it. She called it. Well, before, Those are the rules. Before any, yeah, Dems the rules, and we don't break them for nobodies. Then we have... <laughs> now, help me, Alan. I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm not doing a bit now. I'm just... <laughs> introduce our guest, please. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I'll do it. You know her from I the... I thought s- you were. Let me do it. <laughs> you, were, you were saying things. Alan, <laughs> calm down. Let me do it. This is our last episode. (laughs) (laughs) And our guest is one of the two Cinevals. It's Camille Pavlenko. Thank you so much for being on our last episode. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I have not ordered a cake to celebrate for you. It's very short notice. Let me just get on the horn to Safeway. Uh I'll get a nice... uh, Paw Patrol. Wait. Pre-made up. Happy last episode. I'm sure it's whatever why, they have that's already Patrol? made up. Nobody's sure buying Paw Patrol left. anymore. Are you kidding yeah. me? That's a popular program. <laughs> right. Popular. <Sure>. Pop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, I'm actually kind of upset. Ease, ease off with the heat right off the top. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little upset because you have a cake for all occasions. I do. There actually literally is a cake upstairs right now. It's a deep and delicious. It's a summer <laughs> limited edition. There's a toasted coconut. <laughs> is that the name of your uh, bakery is a cake for all occasions? Yes. Oh, good. But it would be for all <laughs> occasions. It would be a mess. Like the banner uh-huh. is spelled very badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. You know. It's you know. <laughs> you know when you're you're learning improv and it's like yes and yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Camille thought it was and yes. <laughs> like and. pause and then say yes. <laughs> yeah. N- no. Usually I do. No, but <laughs> a different thing. <laughs> no, but if we did it my way, maybe it would be That'd funny. Be fun. Yeah. We're at a bubblegum factory. You were dead. Um, oh. the <laughs> you have no idea how well audiences respond to that. To your dead? No, to oh. the to to no but. Oh. Um, a lot of the time, if you do it in the way that you just did it, like in the way that you know you deliver things, it's like. It's like no, we're at a bubblegum factory, and you're dead. the The audience would that would kill. 
Are you kidding? <laughs> that would kill. Yeah. But, but they're already at an improv show, so they're like, I'm just going to hang myself later anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, either that or walk yeah. into the sea, depending yeah. on if you're on the coast. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You guys hate improv shows. I can say this. I was in an Aren't improv you friends troupe, with a lot Alan. of people? Yeah. Yeah. We were both in improv we in troops. Improv I was in troupe. one for 10 years, bud. Oh, uh, where was my invite? What, it was, I, I don't know. You. I, I probably thought you didn't like me enough or you were too cool for school. And I don't have to answer to you. Listen, about we're all too cool things. for school. School sucks. <laughs> Yeah, that's why it's not coming back in September. Yeah, oh, take that. Because it sucks. So we should um, we should talk because that is what the provincial government announced yeah, today. That's what Kenny said. Uh, Kenny school quoted, sucks. Quote, Therefore, school sucks. <laughs> School's out forever. I uh, just like to uh, thank everybody for coming to this uh, press conference. Uh, yeah. um, welcome. Uh, I just wanted to read my prepared statement here. Uh, school is for fools. <laughs> Mr. Kenny, End Mr. Kenny. <laughs> there will be no questions. But what about the grades of the students? Uh, I think I heard nerd. <laughs> he makes the L sign on his forehead and then walks backwards with double, double middle fingers. Double flipping bird, yeah. Huh. huh. Weirdly, he went up in the polls. Yeah. <laughs> People responded People to that now. rather than forcing <laughs> students to go back to school during a pandemic. Yay. Fun. Interesting. Speaking of... <laughs> We haven't had a uh, guest on in a while. True. <laughs> and already we are hot. <laughs> we are. The show is so much better. This pod is on fire. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys know that uh, that Willie made Tracy movie? The <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Get through it. Okay. <laughs> he didn't finish the joke. Hey, okay. it makes sense. <laughs> the segue actually makes sense. But as I started saying it, I'm like, what a fucking ridiculous sentence. Do you guys know that William H. Macy movie, The Cooler? Of course. Alec Baldwin <laughs> was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, that's right. So, he, so you know, he really so he like walks by and he cools down the tail. I'm the opposite of that. I'm the heater for comedy. <laughs> What a long walk. Now, oh my god. Now hold on. Have you have you seen the movie The Cooler? No. Okay, because your your physical actions describing the movie seem to indicate he he temperature cools the tables like he walks over and he like places his hand on the table. No, he's not an X-Man. And everyone's like, "Ooh, it's chilly in here. I'm going to stop gambling." But no, it's it's like a luck thing. It's like, a, like oh, an essence uh, of like, I think he's I a that. sad sack idiot, so if he, he goes to a table, everyone loses. But he does hand motions, though, right? No. <laughs> no, he just stands there. He literally just stands oh, there. Okay. You haven't it seen sad. it? sad. No. Nope. But he's your favorite actor. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you know it's Willem Dafoe. <laughs> that was a bit. <laughs> Tell me I was a bit. Tell me. <laughs> uh so, Camille. Yes. How have you been? We haven't had you on since season eight. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And it feels like in the before time, mm -hmm. I feel like that was 15, maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. That sounds right. So. We're all 72 now. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this, Alan and I. Alan is dead. And <laughs> yes. I miss him. <laughs> and I'm a bad improv on me. And, and <laughs> you're dead. He you're went, dead. He... I'm in a bubblegum factory. <laughs> 
That's yeah. called reincorporation. Yeah, that's right. And in the past 72 years, I've written my <laughs> one-person show that's an adaptation of The Cooler starring William H. Macy. <laughs> which you haven't seen. Which I haven't seen. Still, though I've performed it to moderate acclaim. Wait, so it's a one it's a one-woman show, yes. but it still stars William H. Macy? Uh, it's just in the title. I'm just trying to get crowds. It's, it's called, called The marketing. Cooler starring William H. Macy. <laughs> yes. That's the By full Camille title. Pavlenko. Yes. By Camille Pavlenko. An adaptation by Camille Pavlenko. 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 Most people don't read past the title. That's right. (laughs) Legally, they don't have to. Yeah. And like audience numbers, here's a little fun fact. Audience numbers, (laughs) they don't count. uh, They don't untake your uh when they walk out you don't lose those numbers it stays at like, don't the top untake <laughs> i don't even have a word for it Unta- subtract never- is it subtract, <laughs> is it subtract? <laughs> i don't know i didn't go back to school because it's schools for fools it's for fools and nerds ah uh, yeah yeah so you're doing good then yeah i'm doing actually quite fine <laughs> yeah. i'm doing well yeah as i mean like as as well as you can yeah in yeah. this in this new world we live in yes what's what is it like for you I know we live together, and yes. I mostly know the answer to this question. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but for Alan's yeah, sake, right. tell me things. Well, for Alan's sake, um, I feel like I had I had a, I had like a, a period at the beginning where I was finishing uh, just after the end times had started, where I was finishing a lot of like scraps of projects and things like that that I'd had going for a little while. Yeah, scrap jokes. <laughs> Guys, I'm bad at words. No, no, this is the thing. Scrap Every time you're on the podcast, it fucking devolves into this shit so fast. I don't know what you're talking about, A. And B, Greg, I just assume you edit me nicely in post. Alan, to answer your very nice question that egg, that Greg has. Egg. Call me egg. It's, it's egg now. It's good. Everybody else does. Good old egg. <laughs> Um, My yeah, co-host I finished, for years. I finished a bunch of projects, and there's sort of like a sad middle layer of like, I just don't know, what is time? Yeah. And every day was Wednesday, um, <laughs> and I just, nothing had purpose. I lived for, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing, um, and then I slowly started to, I'm like, I guess I'll just do a project I've been meaning to do for a long time. She said haphazardly, and then um, by doing that, then I was like, "Well, I have like reasons to get up." And then I got like real projects after that. So that's good. I'm, it's picking up steam again in a short, temporal sort of way, which is what great. are you most excited about project wise? Ooh, um, I pitched a I pitched a TV series to Netflix yesterday. What? Yeah. Actually? So yeah, it, I mean, it's in the the giant realm of like big call for pitches for Canadian content. But okay. I was really proud of my uh, my TV package. So can you give us a little taste? Or oh, I'll that, just give a, a little confidential. Uh, oh, it's kind of confidential, but it would be a uh, it would be a like a thriller mystery along the lines of Twin Peaks, Lost, Dark, Stranger Things, but set in uh, uh, the south of Ontario. Oh, that is a creepy place. Mm-hmm. I've lived there. <laughs> Thunder Bay. No, that's no. the northwest. <laughs> I don't know Ontario. Get out. I've never been. <laughs> I've been. <laughs> Thunder <laughs> Bay is a weird area of Ontario. Ontario is a weird province because it's so Bay damn big. Canadian Jamboree '97. Why'd you do that? Because I was in Boy Scouts. Oh, you went to the Boy Scout Jamboree. Yeah. That's, That's where I saw so... the Bare Naked Ladies perform. What? That's cute. It's the first concert I ever saw. BNL. Yeah. Wow. Canadian Treasures. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Stephen Page. Yeah, he's a good singer. Um, I I love that the the idea of making Canada creepy. Yeah. Because I I literally grew up in a in a southern Ontario town. Mm. Um, it was called Port Elgin. 
mm. no longer it doesn't exist anymore. Did yeah. you know there's a specific, like, tiny but legitimate subset of Canadian literature that is Southern Ontario Gothic? That no, that yeah, I and mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's entirely around the impetus of like, hey, there's something spooky about this chunk of the country, and you could put a lot of like Margaret Atwood's books and short stories into that category, as well as like right. a bunch of other. Um, like lesser and moderately well-known Canadian authors. Kind of cool. There's like a Wikipedia stub about it. If you look it up. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, is it vampires? No. Well, have not you... yet. That's what I think of when I hear Gothic. Is that wrong? Uh, no, so. not, not, not entirely. No, I mean, they, they fall into that, I think. Blah. Blah. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, have you ever... I don't know what a vampire is, guys. <laughs> have you ever been to Southern Ontario and like driven through mm-hmm. it? So one of the things that I always found interesting because to, to get to the town that I lived in was you had to fly into Toronto and then you drove three hours from Toronto. Gross. Wow. Yeah. South? Three hours mm, in a direction. East. In a, okay. Yeah. Southeast, really. Right. Okay. Um, you, to get to the Georgian Bay, essentially. Oh, uh, the okay. Georgian Bay of Lake Huron, which I guess it's north. Eh, whatever. Um, but the thing is, what I'm trying to say is the houses out there are all the, the kind of houses that don't exist out here. They're made out of stone and brick a lot of the time. They're very permanent houses. A lot of them are very old because yeah. Eastern t- Canada is a lot older than Western Canada. It has And it has a very New England vibe. It has a very old England vibe mm-hmm. as well. But it's also like these houses are spaced out. Really? And it's the space between the houses that freaks me out. The space between. Don't, 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 no, don't. I'm writing a song about that. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Wait, Dave Matthews already wrote that song. No. God damn it. <laughs> Again, Dave. Real fans call him Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Or DM. Come on. <laughs> Classic egg. <laughs> Okay. If you get if you'd like to learn more about uh, Canadian geography, check your local map. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should have just checked a fucking map to know where my goddamn town was. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maps. Does map it good of Canada. This episode is brought Enter. to you by Maps. <laughs> Always at your fingertips. Go to www.maps/tbn.com. <laughs> For your exclusive promo discount <laughs> and use this on discount all code the random McNally you can... And get yourself a free map of uh, Portland, Oregon. In fact, <laughs> in Rand McNally... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's just northwest. So exactly the opposite direction that I thought it was. Mm, spooky. Instead of southeast, it was northwest of Toronto. That that's it where... Yeah, it's this is, That's a good start of your your show. Yeah, you, you drive Your one direction, is, yeah. it's the opposite direction. <laughs> I could have sworn Port Elgin was this way. Port Elgin, well, but Port, Port Elgin. Elgin's been gone 80 years. <laughs> Port Elgin's actually 100 miles the opposite direction. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Are you a ghost? No, you're just really lost, son. Have you ever seen the show Round the Twist? No. No. no what it's the hell a, is that? Give me a second. <laughs> Jesus! That's the title of my show. <laughs> it's not. some so, kind of mixology bartending show. <laughs> give me a second. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a maritime show. 
It was a maritime show. I believe it lasted a season. And it was about the Twist family who moved into a lighthouse huh? with their dad. They were twins, uh-huh. fraternal twins, boy and a girl. And their dad is a lighthouse keeper, and they moved into the lighthouse. And this town that they moved into was a spooky town. And it lasted one season? Yeah. Yeah, I can see why. Um, All right. So... <laughs> I don't know why I bothered after you guys said you hadn't seen it. Should have just packed my bags and left. (laughs) But I didn't. I'm sorry this TV show you invented. Let's talk about Simpsons. (laughs) (sighs) It's my greatest failure around the twist. I had a shot, and it was canceled after a full season. Um, If you found it, you would find that Greg Wilson has an executive producer credit under the name Bill Egg. Wilson. <laughs> Good old egg. Uh, so, friends, we are talking about uh, The Joy of Sect, the 13th episode of season nine. This is written by Steve O'Donnell, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, a lot of Steves, and uh, original air date February 8th, 1998. And uh, the, time for Valentine's Day. the title, of course, is a reference to The Joy of Cooking. Nope. Hmm? <laughs> no? Nope, different word, but we'll oh, get to that okay. in the reverence test. Right. Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> oh, now I've just piqued the interest. <laughs> I've teased you with a few details. You're going to have to keep listening to find yeah. out the answer. You're on the edge now. Now let's take a short commercial break. <laughs> bits and bites. <laughs> bites and bits. Have you ever th- had a bowl of, oh of nuts and bolts <laughs> in front of you and said, gosh, these look like metal and, and chrome? <laughs> well... Try some bits and bites. I'm Jonathan Bites. And I'm Joshua Bits. It's Roger. It's Roger. It was Roger Bits. It was Ro- Roger Bits was my father. I'm trying to make a new brand oh, for Josh, myself. You've taken over the, the oh, family taken business. I've taken over the B&B business. Joshua, I didn't see you there. Oh, no one ever does. Uh, would you like to continue the ad? No, no, I'm in a sour mood. You do it. Very well. If they serve it nah. bits and bites on airplanes, they call it Airbnb. You're dead. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> uh, Camille, that was an episode yes. of. Um, what did we fucking? I can't remember what your show is called. I don't think we named it. Anyway, she didn't say the name. That's confidential. Yeah. Confidential. <laughs> Only Netflix knows. <laughs> yeah, the joy of sect is a television show. It's an episode it's an of The episode. Simpsons. And Camille, you asked for this one. Yes. Why? I what brought you to us once again? Why? I love cults. I love <laughs> anything to do with them. Yeah. I think they're fascinating and interesting. And anytime there is any kind of cult, uh, like documentary or dateline episode or whatever, <laughs> uh, I'm always down. And I, I just, I like this episode. I think it's good. So now, when you say you love cults, mm-hmm. you mean love joining like, them. Learn, oh, <laughs> join four hundred cults. Love starting them. Um, no, I love learning about cults. Yeah. I think they're really fascinating. It's like how people say, "Oh, I love murder," and you're like, well, "Hold on." <laughs> they're like, "No, I mean like learning about like you know true true crime and murder." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, you don't lead yes. with that. Don't don't lead with I love cults." <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'll get picked up in a van. Um, no. <laughs> again. Again. So. What is it about about the the subject of cults that that draws you to it? Well, I, I think it's interesting because people because we um, we of the future slash current time always know better in a sense. Like there's a, like all the goofy mm-hmm. goofy wacky zany stuff of uh, anything that could be uh, designated a cult. Like everybody 
knows after a certain point because the internet and because people break free or like come to and things like that and then it's kind of easy and then like a those are sensational I love learning about that shit um like when the Nexium cult broke a couple of years ago which was like the celebrity in quotes like sex cult I don't know if you I'm guys are okay you, you gotta you one? gotta tell me I'm more about this yeah. so tell the me more, Nexium tell me more. <laughs> cult was start very very briefly was like pretty recent so that's why it was a big deal is it wasn't from like the 60s or the 70s it was from like the last 10 years or eight years or something um and it was this guy named keith ranieri who started this cult and as um and like the kind of what fascinates me about cults is like where it ends up and where it starts like the entry level stuff that the average person walking off the street like what hooks people and then where the places it ends up so the places it started were a lot of like motivational speakers it was directed towards a lot of like uh, for what I understand like up like middle to lower management business people as a lot of like hey here's a lot of like really practical strategies you can use to get ahead in business whatever you're doing like here's how to be a better public speaker here's how to blah, 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 blah. Like here's all these tactical kind of things you can use. And then the end of it is like, there were compounds. He had multiple child brides, I believe. And like they, there were a lot of like, there were um, Allison Mac was the main like celebrity. She was on like some WB shows. Oh God. She was on Smallville. That's yes. what she was. Yes. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And her and a bunch of other like Chloe upper level ones. Yeah. Yeah. They maybe, were like yeah. recruit, trying to recruit yeah. other celebrities to it. And like, they were like women who had like his thing, like his name branded yep. into them and stuff like that. I remember oh, hearing about this because yeah. of her. Yeah. Same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so then they all uh, broke, they all got charged, everyone was after him kind of thing. So that's like the the newest cult. But I find it really interesting, like the the low-level stuff that's like, oh yeah, anyone... like Test your thetan level. Yes, personality what, tests. What is the... What is, the it's a, it's a, is that right? Yeah, it's an e-meter. Thing? It's an e-meter, that's the personality test where you first come in. Isn't it like, like see how many blanks you have in you? And it's, thetan. It's, is it thetan? Like, yeah, it's, thet- like it's a thetan count. Else, but. And then... Well, you you start with the e meter, right? Sure. It's just it that just it's just bullshit to register how stressed you are. Yeah, right. That's what they're that's what they start with. Thetans don't come in until a little later. They just they just your administer level. They just administer a stress test. What's your thetan level? Yeah, like Camille? I like the. Oh, I won't be speaking about Scientology. I, not that that was about Scientology. Scientology is a religion I have nothing to say about, as oh. I uh, very much appreciate not being c- coming after me. Oh, yeah, bring <laughs> so, it on, Scientology. Oh, I don't give a I, shit. I, yeah, I, sue me in I England. Don't, I don't I, care. Yeah, find me, uh, idiots. Yeah, <laughs> this. The, 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 we'll talk a little Listen, bit more about that. If Tom Cruise that. came to my door tomorrow, I'd be partly terrified and partly like, sure, yeah. <laughs> this is the way I go. Fine. Yeah. Tom Cruise Can is I at there? least be in Mission Impossible 7? Tom Cruise is their assassin? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> he actually can do those things from collateral. Mm-hmm. He trained to do them because he's yeah. a crazy person. He's so and Valkyrie. Oh, yeah. Valkyrie. I haven't seen that movie. The Last Samurai. Uh, he's got so many skills. You guys I, based I, on his, I, he's really just building up his uh, his superhero persona by yeah, doing all these things. to movies. be a killer. Yep. Um, ah, Last Samurai. That's a movie I haven't seen in a while. Don't know if I want to go back to that. I remember there being some very beautiful fight scenes. Yeah. There's some nice visuals. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. 
Let's not get it. How do we feel about Smallville? <laughs> um, this is actually a great question for me because it was on my uh, WB lineup when I was uh, when I was in high school. Yeah. I had several shows on my WB lineup. Can I? Can I? Can I guess them? Can Alan and I guess them? <laughs> Smallville's one. Go one for tree it. Hill. Yep. Nailed oh, it. All. Entourage. The, the, get out. I it's don't an know. HBO show. <laughs> I don't know. That's HBO. That's, you're right. That's not TV. It's HBO. WB we're talking about here. So since obviously you're dead, we're going to... <laughs> Damn let, it, again? Let Camille handle this. You're dying. This. Gilmore Girls? Yeah, that was in. Yes. Yeah. I just don't... I can't think... I can't associate WB with shows except for small... <laughs> Everwood? You know what? I tried. The OC. I, stop. I don't... I'm being sincere. That was I don't Fox. know which ones these shows are. That was that, like when Fox based was on to the other the shows. WB I was like, OC so. would make sense as a WB, maybe. It sure does. Yeah, sure does. Um, that was kind of their downfall. I Wasn't think. Wasn't Buffy in the on end. WB? Sure was. It moved over to it. I think. Yeah. The final few seasons. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, it was on the WB, and then I think it moved to UPN. Oh right, yeah. I had it backwards in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember. I <laughs> I used to get. Cracked magazine because I was a little I was a little scamp. You're a little redigger. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> and they had like they they had their like stupid um, parodies of shit. Like yep. one of the ones that I remember most is the Mission Impossible Two parody that they had. <laughs> uh-huh. um, Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> I don't know. I think <laughs> old Alan. Don't just give that away. Tom Snooze. I think that might have been the the yeah. one that they did, but like they they Ethan did a cunt. Oh wait, no, they probably <laughs> they didn't do that. They didn't do that. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Hold on. Wait yeah, you, they they had to be able to sell it to kids <laughs> with the, for their for their allowance. Um, <laughs> they could sell that one to British kids. That's right. That's right. They're just like, oh yeah, we say this all the time. Yeah, it's a normal word to us. Yeah. There was a splash page that had a bunch of like acronyms that they said what these actually mean, uh-huh. and UPN st- stood for the Untalented Professionals Network. I thought. That was funny as a kid, and I was like, "It's not bad." Everything on UPN is stupid because of this ugly one. poo network. Would be mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was that a, would be funnier to me. As I'm a kid. sure that was a draft. <laughs> <laughs> ugly if poo I, network. If, if I was on the writing team of Cracked, there'd be so many poo jokes. <laughs> hey guys, how about poo? <laughs> <laughs> We've done that three times this issue. We need to we need to branch out a bit. Yeah, Alan, maybe you need to take poo-poo? a walk. Maybe <laughs> you need to take a walk. That's them in um, the writer's room. Yes, I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> I just get up and leave. Uh, no, wait. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, he's dead. We were um, on fire. You uh, Did you like Smallville then? I did. I really liked Smallville up until I remember it. I remember vividly what it was. It was the episode where they showed a preview for Batman Begins. Oh, weird. Yeah. Wait, it like was in the episode? It was a, no, 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 no. Oh, it was sorry. like a special part of the episode where they were like... Hang on, because there's more Smallville coming up next, and after the credits, we have the world premiere of a trailer for Batman Begins, and I was like, oh shit, and it happened to be the episode where he went out to the Arctic and created the Fortress of Solitude, and I'm like, like, oh, well this is the end, (laughs) because that's where it should end, you know, because the whole idea is that it's his time in Smallville. Yeah. And we've caught up to the first movie now. Yeah. And so like he throws the well, he meets Lois Lane in like season five, I want to say. He meets that's her, when yeah, I remember yeah. stopping to watch. That's exactly when I stopped. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's more after that? 
There's yeah. there's ten seasons. I didn't actually oh. I didn't watch anymore, but I remember reading some of it. And there's like oh like there's the the episode where he finally gets the suit, and like there's oh he meets uh, Christopher Reeve or something. Like there's a lot of like gimmicky stunt shit to like keep viewers engaged. Christopher right. Reeve is an interesting character in it. I saw his episodes. Yeah. He's an interesting character. Yeah, that uh, might have been earlier than there's, after I watched. But. Uh, they do an interesting thing where they cast Terrence Stamp as Jarrell instead of Zod. Cool. Uh, which is a fun little callback to Superman 2. The Wrath of Khan. Superman Poo. <laughs> um, and... I think that he gets the suit in the last episode. He puts the suit on oh, yeah. in the very last episode. I watched I the very last sense. episode. Yeah. I was completely lost. He learns to fly at some point, right? Yeah, in the last episode. Oh, well, jeez. Oh, oh, I should the, just watch the last wait, episode. Not till the last episode? Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a main thing in the show, is that he's Superman. No flights, no tights. But yeah, he does. He can't yeah. stand to fly. He, yeah. <laughs> he's not that naive. All right. Thanks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what, uh, how do you guys feel about cults? Uh, Love don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> we truly are a divided podcast again. <laughs> Couldn't have planned that better. Uh. Oh, these neighbors. <laughs> There's two of them. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that you and Barb are bad neighbors? <laughs> yes. Now shut up. Um. <laughs> That's not how it goes. So I love cults. I think, Again, I think they're really funny. Can can we clarify? You love them as like to, to learn about. Oh no, I don't like learning about them. I just le- like learning their names. Uh, oh, and being like, oh, I, I like filling in the details. But do you like what they do to our society? What do they do to our society, Alan? Make it bad. Oh right, yes, of course. <laughs> no, I think that's good. They just you know expedite our um uh, our journey to oblivion. I guess here's which the is question. Yeah. Here's, here's the question: Is like how how does one define a cult? Well, let's do it. They uh, this episode seems to define uh, religion as yeah, a cult because I would agree. <laughs> I would I, I kind of actually do as well. Yeah. Um, well, there's the old philosophy class, you know, zinger of religion or cult plus time equals religion. Right. That's yeah. I think what this episode puts forward mm-hmm. with their uh, depiction of Christianity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've always they've always done that with Christianity in the show. Yep, they sure have. They really love poking fun at it. Yeah, because um, you know what? It's an institution. It's not going anywhere. So mm. they're fine. Yeah, um, they're they can handle their licks a little bit. Um, but this is the first episode of The Simpsons that even comes close to dealing with Scientology, which I want to get into a little bit later on. Um, but Camille will remain silent. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who Camille is. I'm Carol. I don't live here at all. I'm Carol, Carol the cooler, and I'm just making. These are all jokes. I'm just making a lot of jokes. You're doing a, a Kristen Wiig bit. Don't make me say it. Don't make don't, me say don't it. Make me no, say don't it. make me say it. No, I got to say. Um. So I. I yeah. I. I don't like. Uh, Obviously, I don't like what cults do to people. I don't like, uh, and yes, I. Uh, all bits aside, yeah, cults are bad, and I find them fascinating. Sure, I watched a bunch of Scientology documentaries. You know when those were cresting, they were fun. They were fun to watch, um, but then you get into things like Heaven's Gate and Waco and all that. Mm-hmm. Jonestown, Jonestown, which is just like, wow, this is this is horrible shit and how does anybody really 
how does anybody get involved? I think the most fascinating part that I find is that initial recruitment stage. How does that happen? Mm -hmm. How does that happen to a functioning individual, to a smart person, to like someone who, like, how would that happen to me? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think of how susceptible I could be if I didn't know that I was going into that sort of a situation. And that is a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. I've what also read... A cult all about the worship of Nicolas Cage. You see, that's where you start, you know? That's how I Camille, get you. Mm-hmm. you looked really excited for a second there. No, I just, <laughs> I just thought, have you... What have you heard? <laughs> I have some pamphlets I'd like you both to read. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um... Well, yeah, that's that's like that's what they that's even what they do in this episode. If it's yeah. not working, they, let's just let's just fill in something that this person vaguely likes, yeah. and we can promise them more of that. Mm-hmm. And they do it in the simplest way possible with a with a television jingle, yeah, which is you know it's genius. It makes sense for Homer. It absolutely makes sense for Homer. Yeah, you get them where they're weak. You get them in their vulnerability. Mm. You stick them through the ribs. Yeah, <laughs> wait, you know. Stick them with a pointy end? Yeah. And they're dead. Mm-hmm. And twist. <laughs> and then you got them for 10 trillion years. Yeah. It's true. Well, the thing I find fascinating about um, cults is like, like particularly, and like most of the ones I know about are like from the 1950s to present day kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Because yeah. um, that's, like you said, that's the stuff we have documentaries about or like firsthand accounts and stuff. And what I think is uh, super interesting about them is a lot of them are great like they really are great until they're not and then they're a nightmare. Yeah. Like um there's there's a there's a a bunch of really great documentaries on Netflix and I think on Prime Video there's one um I forget the title of it but it's about the cult called the they were known as the family I believe and they were like they were the guys who they were it was the 60s it was California and it was this guy it's super interesting cuz they talk to people who were in the cult who are whatever however old now and they have mostly very nice things to say about most of the things they're like oh my god it was great you know it was a lot of like young hot people who had just moved to LA because they were trying to make it in the business. Um, no, but it was like adjacent of okay. like like same time frame. Sounds really similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Where it was this charismatic guy who owned a health restaurant, and he owned like the first health food restaurant oh. in. I was like, what's a health restaurant? Yeah, like they're like the idea of like we serve salads. <laughs> like everything, as everything's a just like saline right. drips and IV yeah. bags. Like, <laughs> yeah, come, it's come just to our health restaurant. It's just <laughs> yeah. we just want to make you feel nice. Yeah, right. Because you gotta we we have to remember that in what the sixties mm-hmm. that if it's like if it's. If it's a salad, it's sure. novel. Sure, sure. Yeah. Because we're eating <laughs> yeah. just, just deep leaves? fried. You're just conserving a bowl of leaves? Yeah. It's like, what is yeah. this? There's no meat. <laughs> yeah, and like the, yeah, and like serving like fed multiple vegetables or like smoothies Ooh, at all. Wild. Was, uh, very novel, very whoa kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. And so this the restaurant that guy owned was a big deal because like the Beatles went there and like every all of the celebrities at the time who were who were trendy and cool went there. He was very well known, well well liked. And so we had all these like young hot people as the waiters and waitresses. Um and you know, and they were mostly new to LA. They didn't know anyone. They didn't have any family there. And they started to, you know, like 
um, I think it started that like the floor above that he lived in, there was a big space there. And he's like, I'm going to hold meditation sessions. And people were like, I don't know what that is. I've literally never heard of that. So he's hosting things like that and things, you know, and like fostering community between all of these young people. And, you know, you're like, man, that, that does sound really nice. And people have these very nice stories about it. And then it got really big. Like there were a lot of people involved and, you know, they had a lot of money because people came there and they had like, you know, maybe they were trust fund kids or they had, they had inherited money or they had money. And they were like, I don't know, I have this money and I don't want to buy earthly possessions. Mm -hmm. So they moved to like a mansion, like outside of LA and they're like, we're all going to live together in a commune. Everyone is equal. It is beautiful. Everything's going well. You know, it's all about like, we're all, we're loving each other. We're being nude whenever you want. Like everything's beautiful. Like we can do drugs if we want. Like it's beautiful. It's the sixties. Um, and him, and then, and then the thing starts. People say that all the time in the sixties. You know, it's, it's the sixties. You know, it's today. It's crazy. It's the tw- you know, uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm like, it's the pandemic. <laughs> uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Like that's all great. And then, and then. At that, you know, period of time, then things start dropping in. They're like, he really seemed to like children, though. Oh, uh, no. And they're like, oh, he really didn't seem to want to marry that 14-year-old is usually where it turns, I oh, feel like. Boy. I'm learning about these. And then, like, his big thing was, like, no medicine. Like, no modern medicine, no, like, painkillers, no, you know, going under for surgery, none of that stuff. Yeah. So then there eventually there were a bunch of ladies who were pregnant on this, in uh, this compound. And they were like, oh, I'm in a lot of pain. He's like, no doctors. Too bad spiritual births only too bad and so they're like screaming and they're like giving birth and he's like no you idiot and then anyway flash forward cut to spoiler at the end of this documentary he's they're out on like a journey by the beach and he's like i'm gonna hang glide over top of the waves and they're like we're gonna let you hang glide over the waves we're gonna put you on the fucking hang glider thing so he goes out and he runs out he's like i love all of you the spirit is with you and they're like goodbye see you soon he nose dives into the beach and his body breaks this is real i think it's hilarious so all of the followers <laughs> were around they're like oh my god it's the leader like are you okay are you okay yeah. and this is literally this is record there's like recording of this there's an actual physical recording of this happening and they're like are you we'll pray over you and he's like what the f- don't fucking pray over- go get me a doctor get me to the hospital you fucking idiot and they're like oh it's wait a minute this is a <laughs> this is a you, test you said it was bad yeah and so he's like no get me some medicine so he died on the beach <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Anyway, so that uh, was like a long explanation of like, I like that like things are like, oh, it's great. It's positive. It's wonderful. But then the other shoe drops. Something happens. Yeah. There is there is always another shoe. And it usually in a cult, really, um, comes really fast. Yes. I think. And you're already in. You can't yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, whereas like, I mean, I mean, religion in and of itself is just specifically let's talk what we know uh western uh western history western religion um it's so intertwined with our history with the 2020 years of religious history um the age of the earth yeah yeah oh, alan <laughs> don't let's not <laughs> i don't want to get into this argument with you're you you're a young again. you're a young earther hey <laughs> Show me, show me the dinosaur bones. I haven't seen them. God um. damn it! So yeah, it's our our, our history is so intrinsically tw- entwined with Christianity in the Western world that it's impossible to extricate it, and so you lose sight of watch me of where it is 
a, a cult a little bit along the way. And you can kind of see where people are just like, it's just, it's the institution. It is literally the governing power because, well, billion people pray to the Pope, right? Mm -hmm. And he is the leader of a billion people on the planet still to this day. And so it's very easy to forget that cults take their cues from religion in mm -hmm. every major and important way including the idea of breaking someone down so you can build them back up. It's all, everyone's looking for a place in their work. They sure are. They sure and, are. And, and we, and I'm sure we all have that and feeling. religion and many other institutions use that to their advantage. And they say, you will belong here. And people are like, that sounds nice. <laughs> I would like that, please. Mm -hmm. And so like, the idea behind cults is not inherently bad to me. It's the fact that it seems to me most people who uh, start these kind of things have very bad intentions. Or not even necessarily starting out with bad intentions, but like you said, perhaps there's some hidden reason why they want to gain power and money and etc. Um, you know, it'd be nice if people made a nice cult. <laughs> yeah. Guys, let's start a cult. It's just, Alan, it's just the nice cult it's called. Everyone's just that's, be, that's how it starts. Everyone's just nice to each other. That's how it starts. You just gotta leave people the fuck alone. No. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're starting a cult called the Nice Cult. Everybody. The nice cult. Uh, <laughs> TNC. Patreon.com slash boathouse studios <laughs> to donate to the nice cult. So uh, a I'm new really... stretch goal. If we hit two hundred dollars, uh-huh. We'll start the nice cult. Yep, there you go. <laughs> um it's canon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, there. I don't think there's any cults that refer to themselves as cults. So no. even that, that's yeah. like some good transparency. There you go. That would persuade me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, they're already, you know, because like anytime, I think a lot of people, when you start getting involved in like an, anything, I mean, at the time, a lot of these things were called like the new religious movement. Um, were like UFO cults and like things we see in the episode. Um but there, and but there's also like I don't know a lot of like new age things or just even people like I read a book and now I'm like living my life by the book so you can like extend it to a lot of things. I'm sure a lot of people are like have the warning signs of like, oh is this a cult? Is this going to be a cult? Is this how I end up in a cult kind of thing? Yeah. And like luckily we live in a time when like most people do have some kind of access to the internet or searching like is blah 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 a cult, yeah. which is <laughs> nice. Um, but like which you said, I, I you think know? speaks to why you were saying like most. Uh, at least cults that we uh, see in documentaries, etc., are from you know 50s, 60s, 70s, like mm -hmm. like pre-internet, definitely, because it was a lot easier to get people uh, to fool them. Totally, <laughs> yes. Whereas today, it's like yeah, for the most part, people would be like, oh, yeah, this person asked me to join this group. I think it might be a cult. Well, let's look it up. Oh yeah, no, this sounds like a cult. It's a cult. <laughs> there you go. The um, advent of the internet is good for that, and only that. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Burn it all down. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about the about the episode? Do you want to shift our focus from cults in general to the cult of this episode? The Movementarians. The Movementarians, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Shall we? Sure. <laughs> yeah, let's dump in. Um, so what did we think of this one in general? Like, what are your, what are your thoughts? Good? Bad? Stuff? Camille, as someone who perhaps studies cults more so than the two of us, I... I don't want to speak for Greg, but definitely me. Um, no, I have a degree. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Not in cults. No. <laughs> I just have a degree. In dairy products? No. I Egg. Have a, uh, Ew. So. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> I blame you for this. I do. <laughs> no, I take. I, well you I accept your apology. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I'm curious what you think the depiction of the movementarians in this episode, uh, how accurate is maybe the wrong word, but just like mm-hmm. how true to life based on the cults you've seen is this cult uh, portrayed? Mm. Uh, well, I think they do a really nice job it, within the 22 minutes yep. of doing, of getting the like the introduction period of like, hey, here's your free welcome weekend mm-hmm. into like, like you said, like breaking people down and kind of like the middling, getting everybody in your family on board. And then all of your friends um, in your circle are on board, which is shown in the episode as like the other characters from Springfield are also yeah. on board. Um, you know, your whole your whole social circle is in the cult. Like now you're in. And then that final um, kind of that that final phase of like some sort of deprogramming happening. Well, I feel like that's the full and the, arc and the reveal of, uh, of the, the leader, charlatan. yeah, yes. being a yeah, yeah, guy so who it, has a bunch of bags with money signs on. Yes, oh, so good. <laughs> what a great visual. Uh, so yeah, I think it does a, a pretty great job of that. And then there's like jokes in between because comedy <laughs> is the best comedy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I feel like the uh, the depiction of the Simpson family in particular was a little strained for me. Um, because no, I here was we never. Go. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm not gonna be no, the I'm fucking s- buzzkill. I'm, s- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going, please. Uh, the depiction of the of the family was never really, I think, fully clear to me of what the hell their journey was. It seemed like it was kind of all over the place. Where at first, Homer is not buying in, which fine, and then you know, like you said, they use the Batman thing to. To get him into it, sure, that's the first step. Uh, and then he's like, we're all moving there, and they're all against it. But then they're all kind of like, yeah, okay, we're cool with this. But then they're not. They're like, we need to leave. Marge has to escape. And it just seemed all over the place. There wasn't a, a, a clear arc for their uh, experience in the cult for me. Well, allow me to counterpoint that. Of course. So it's it seems pretty clear to me, Homer goes there they have to go there because otherwise they wouldn't have a house Mm -hmm. to live in or a bed to sleep in Mm -hmm. uh bart gets there and immediately tries to make the best of the situation and is immediately brainwashed Mm -hmm. which we see off screen which takes him out of the picture he just becomes another drone lisa is not into it we see her being not into it until she gets brainwashed when did that happen i don't remember she's in class Uh uh-huh and she says, it's wrong, wrong. The whole damn system is wrong. Kicks right, over her desk, right. makes a big fuss about it yeah. like Lisa would do. Of course. Um, and she also complains in the uh, in the lima bean picking. Sure. Because, <laughs> as Lisa would do. And then Krabappel says, oh, don't you want to get good grades? And she's like, grades? And the, we can assume that next in the next scene, they're like, we love the leader that they brainwashed her by uh, getting her that way. Sure. Her vulnerability. Her grades, as we know, as a uh, consistent character trait, Mm -hmm. she is very, very dependent on grades and that level of affirmation that grades infer upon her because she doesn't get it from anywhere else. So I think it's pretty clear if you're looking for Maggie's, I can't help you with that, Mm -hmm. um, 
but Marge is against it from the very beginning, and she com- she's like really wanting to leave in every scene and it's not until she realizes that she's lost her entire family that she's like okay that's it i gotta get out of here and get outside help because clearly i'm alone it's pretty cut and narrow for me sure uh straight and narrow cut and dry yeah <laughs> bits and bites <laughs> nuts and bites at last. <laughs> bolts and bits uh yeah i mean that makes sense i i think it's it's just uh, kind of muddled for me and not, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think, I think there was so many different interesting threads that uh, just kind of never went anywhere and a whole side story that we'll talk about that I think would have been a more interesting story. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I guess I would have liked to see a bit more of a quote unquote realistic depiction of the quote unquote brainwashing um, I, they played a lot of the brainwashing for jokes, I think. Sure. Uh, both Bart and Lisa, I would say, and Homer, obviously, to an, ex- to an extent as well. They at least, like, spend more time on Homer, so you, like, see, like, the, you know, nothing's working, nothing's working. Oh, here's how we get them. Like, so, like, that that tracked well enough for me. However, the beer, missing beer thing is a whole issue. Um, but the fact that the Bart thing is just played as, you know, he's got a little brainwashing kit. Uh, funny joke. You know, I'm not against that as a joke, but but it's just like an a, an instant like he's 100% bought in, and I I I prefer the idea that they're not brainwashed. I think people hear the word brainwash and you think like literally like like under hypnosis or you know like that kind of thing, where it's like the leader is great, I love the le-, and they're like talking weird and that kind of thing. Whereas I like the idea more so where it's just like. Hey Bart, if you hang out with us, we'll give you all the toys you want, or you know something like that. And he's like, "Great, yeah, that sounds great." You know, like 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 we were talking about like with real cults and how they bring people in, not with, tr- uh, I mean, I guess there's some trickery, but for the most part, it's like giving them something that they that they need. It's not like just indoctrinating them to be like the leader is great, the leader's always always going to be there for you. Um, like that could work as a you know, if you're raising a child into the the cult. But I'll agree with you that they miss what homer needs yeah as a way to get him in because i think they spend the entire first act doing the indoctrination process and if it's only going to be on one of them homer's the right one sure the fact that they do it with the like no 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 leader um that's fine it's funny yeah uh but it it also it doesn't show us what exactly it is that they're fulfilling for him that he feels like he needs. You know like what I mean? Even, even like look at the You Only Move Twice episode, right? Okay, I will. <laughs> and like that's a, a similar idea in a lot of ways, right? Where it's uh, a, a, arguably a nefarious institution of some kind, but like giving the airs of being a good thing and a thing that Homer really likes. And so he buys into it and doesn't even realize he's working for a supervillain. And in this, like the same kind of thing could work where it's like, oh, this place is just really awesome. I don't even realize that it's, you know, uh, a cult or whatever. And, you know, and yeah, again, I think they lean too hard on the idea of literal brainwashing, like changing your brain. And I I just I think there's a a missed opportunity there because it would be really interesting to see the whole Simpson family slowly get bought into this place, not realizing it's, you know, a cult 
And then at the end, having that reveal and be like, oh, shit, we're idiots. <laughs> he was it's, just the guy who wanted money. It's really interesting to me that you bring up you only move twice because mm-hmm. I think that is actually the biggest problem I have with this episode yeah. is that it doesn't have a charismatic leader. Right. And we, I we don't think, see the leader. And that's, the, that's yeah. the biggest problem. I think if it did, that would do a lot to go that way because yeah. uh, it's even even more so than filling someone's vulnerabilities than filling that that hole in someone's heart that they feel that they need a charismatic personality the Mm -hmm. cult Mm -hmm. of personality can do that so easily and so quickly just look at lancaster dodd exactly right look at l ron hubbard yeah look at donald trump jonestown guy jonestown guy look at look at almost any (laughs) any fascist authoritarian dictator in the history of our planet um it's a charismatic leader that allows you to get pulled into this thing someone who can make those speeches someone who can really really get in your head about it and scorpio Mm -hmm. in his way is that guy and this this episode feels like i've i've always been disappointed by the reveal of the leader i know that's kind of the point um but but it's a weird choice in general to have it, you know, be the whole the whole episode be the leader, the leader. Everyone yeah. loves the leader. The leader's great. Oh, like I, we see his hand and like, you know, and then to, to have the reveal for that. Because re- you could, I think you could still have that. You could that absolutely still have that reveal and still have him be a charlatan yeah, flying away with his bags of money. When you, it's like, yeah. it's like throughout the episode, he's he's there at the forefront. He's the one giving the, all the speeches rather than these other two nobodies. And uh, trying to get home and like, oh, I can't get through to Homer and like realizing what he needs to do to get through to him. Does the same thing with Bart and Lisa and just for some reason can't get through to Marge. Marge escapes. That all all happens. They come back. I like the part where it's like, oh, there actually is a giant spaceship. That's crazy. Oh, maybe this guy was legit. Oh, like uh, everything we knew is wrong. And then and then he flies away on his thing. Like, that's really funny. Yes, it is. And you don't need to not know who this guy is up to that point. And then it's also really a really weird button to that character too where he lands in Cletus's like farm or whatever yeah which I didn't like I didn't like that part because I, th- I think that whole thing is funny of him flying and I, I would have liked it if it just a, one of the bags falls off and then he crashes and yeah. explodes again like what we've been seeing in season nine yeah doing the joke hitting the best part of the joke and then going a and little too far, too far with it. yeah because uh, his voice is also weird it's like, it, it reminds me of like a weird uh, high class snake yeah totally and I I, w- I mean obviously I would have preferred it one way or the other. Don't have him talk at all. If you're going to do the way they did in the episode, just have that reveal and then have him crash. Awesome. I would have been fine if Very they vocalized funny. him being like, oh, yeah, oh, sure. Oh, oh no. Or yeah, something like that. Crash, and that's it. That's all we Otherwise, hear. Otherwise, I would like to have him be a presence throughout the episode and have and fucking hire Albert Brooks, you know? like Yep. <laughs> it's really on the money. Yeah. But absolutely, because he, ba- Brad Goodman, again, yeah. is basically Same that. Same kind of thing, yeah. The little Rudiger, right? <laughs> He's basically that. It's missing a personality. Yeah. It's and it's. I think that's always been the major um, point that I that that I take away from this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I really like this episode. I think it's one of the better ones in season nine, just because the way that it depicts this this particular cult, I think, is so funny. 
<laughs> I think it's so cute and funny. Like they all have to wear these weird robes and pick lima beans. Yeah. <laughs> And there's the forbidden barn, and he drives around in a Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. and they he, they have this team of the lawyer team, and everybody loves the leader. He's got his lima bean collection. Marge's <laughs> escape is <laughs> wonderful, and even like I know you think that the that the Burns side might be a better episode on its own, but I think it's a perfect tangent, and I think it's a unique moment in the series. So weird. It's super weird, but I think it actually weirdly works. And it's to me the first time Dude, season nine. Short. Yep. The episode was running <laughs> short. And Let's remarkably whole, like five minute thing with Burns. It's the yeah. first time season nine gets Burns right. Yeah, that's true. Yet, which I'm very, very happy to see. I think if anything it just uh, like I I love it as a tangent. I just think it goes too long, personally, and and because it's it's the kind of tangent that I would love to see, where where uh, Burns is just like, oh, religion, eh? All right, I'll start my own religion, and then just the reveal of him as the god, and then getting the spark, and that's it. Like that, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. They they have a bit too long of a setup, and a, you know, it's just a little again within this episode where I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> like like we have a whole story, we're cutting away from that story for this little tiny little mini arc story. And then so I'm like, either have it as a short little bit, which is very funny, or make it a whole episode, because I'd like to see more if you're going to go that far with it. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just again, for me, just one of those things in season nine where it just feels like the writing's a little all over the place and doesn't have, like, a cohesion. And uh, I, I just notice it a lot more in season nine. Completely out of context of season nine. This is your first episode in to season nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... He's what did you feel that. about that? Uh, like, sorry. Uh. <laughs> about like about just about like the writing. Well, let's let's talk about the tangent first, like the the Burns tangent. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it I did find it long in terms of the like the like it's two scenes. Yeah, it's not one cutaway scene. It's two scenes, and there's the yeah, like you said, there's a setup scene and then the payoff scene right away, and they both run kind of long because yeah. there's sort of like I feel like there's like two extra jokes or extra like bonus jokes in each section. There's the like, designing of the logo. Yes, which is like its own. And then because of that, they have Lenny kissing Special K at the end. Yes, <laughs> which also like Lenny's arc of this episode, <laughs> I feel like is like, okay, first we go, we go to the indoctrination weekend and most of some of the favorite townsfolk are there. Carl is there. We see him get up and he's like one of the yeah, spotlight people who's like, uh, this is, uh, I'm going to leave. And they're like, oh, you're free to leave. Uh, what, what didn't you Tell like about why. it? And he's like, I'll just sit down. Never mind. Yeah. Lenny is not next to him. <laughs> and then the next time we see him, um, Flanders and his nerd family are <laughs> really into nerd bashing. Guys, I'm a nerd. I'm wearing glasses. Yeah. Um, are at church with Reverend Lovejoy and they're like, nobody's coming to church. It's this new cult in town. Uh, and then it cuts to like it, the like a sh- the aud- like a shot of the parishioners and it's just the Flanderses and then Lenny by himself. <laughs> and the next time we see him, he's in front of Burns' thing and he's like, oh, he's no, special, no special K. K. And then kisses the box of special K. And I'm like, Lenny needs, like, <laughs> Lenny needs some guidance. He needs some guidance. Like, Carl left him. He's in the cult. Now Lenny's just floundering. He's just out in the universe, like untethered. Someone needs to just make sure Leonard is okay. Yeah, I liked Lenny in this episode. Yeah, yeah, he has, for having one line of dialogue, he's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, 
uh, <laughs> what a choice to have that character be the one. Yeah, in the, the church other. still. And I also love how far away he is oh, from yeah. the He's Flanders. Not next to the Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. It's a bit weird that Flanders are sitting at the back. Jesus. Um, Literally. <laughs> is that where, I wonder if that's where like ushers sit. I don't know. I feel like it varies all the time, but I think usually they're seated up front. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense. But whatever. Maybe the visual just looked better. It's with them, um, with them at the back. <laughs> it gives it gives Lovejoy something to project to. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah. Uh, so in terms of the episode in general, though, Camille, how how did you feel? Um. Well, I li- I like the episode a lot. I see when you're speaking about um sort of ups and downs and like like episode structure wise being a little bit i don't know like less less tight and um what's the word i'm looking for like uh cohesive and like streamlined Mm -hmm. like some of the the previous seasons i can see where that might be a little bit like uh frayed at the edges maybe in this episode (laughs) um it's sort of because it's interesting because um alan you mentioned like i don't buy the family you know what what the, it seems like their journeys seem muddled mm-hmm. and then greg even when you went through like well here are the beats that i think prove that it wasn't muddled and they are all kind of like thought through and like every everything is hit but at the same time i see that like even those things are hit it does it does kind of still come across muddled in terms of like when i'm thinking back on the episode i don't have a clear line of what scenes happened where like yeah. them picking lima beans i'm like <laughs> when did that happen and then we go back to the beans okay but they're in the field again because we get to the barn so it's sort yeah. of there's like there's some there's like the part stuff where he drives there. out yeah and then he drives out a second time it's marge and the yeah like there is kind of i don't know I mean, yeah no I, I know what you're saying like yeah it's 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 not that the story beats aren't hit it's that they're hit in a way that it's it's hard at least for me and it seems for camille as well i don't know about greg but like for the A to follow B to C to, you know, like the, like if, mm-hmm. if, if, if I looked at some of my favorite episodes, obviously it helps that I watch them a lot, but I could tell you like what happens in what order. Whereas in this one, I can tell you a lot of the things that happen, but not necessarily in the, in the correct order. Yes. I agree with that. Um, and like, I, even if they do hap they do happen chronologically because mm-hmm. time exists, but, <laughs> um, Yes, but when I think of the episode, even just now, watch it. I, I think of it as like a bundle of like jokes and memories, yeah. um, which overall I I like. Like I like a lot of them, but it they don't. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I feel like the episode the wants line. to have that uh, that kind of um, um, sketch uh, feel in a way, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, okay, we're gonna do a bunch of things in in the cult. Like when the family's in the yes. cult, we're gonna do a bunch of things. Like here are a bunch of ideas. Let's make those happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, I would say um, there's also like important story beats that happen in those mo- like within that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it feels muddled for me. Whereas if like, for example, act one, everyone gets indoctrinated. Act two, have all those crazy, you know, fun stuff happening in the cult stuff. And then mm-hmm. act three is them get Marge escaping and like deciding the cult needs to be like, we need to be out of this thing. Mm-hmm. But it's whereas wild they, they, that it's yeah. almost that it is. It's yeah. so close to that. Yeah. Because Homer gets indoctrinated in yeah. Act One, it's, right? It's yeah. Homer who gets indoctrinated, and then the act is over. Yeah, and then immediately when they come back, you did what? That's the that's yeah. the first yeah. line, yeah. and it's basically that sketch format mm-hmm. 
until Which again, isn't inherently bad. Like, no, 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 no. Work really well with like that. PTA yeah. disbands. Oh yeah, is love it. that? Yeah, and yep. it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's amazing that 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 you're like like I fucking hate saying it. You're kind of <laughs> right in the in. In the fact that like they go back to the lima beans a lot, yeah, right, and I think <laughs> Which that I like I think it's funny. I, I do I do too, but like also that visual is very striking and yeah. it also muddles where things are, yeah, you know, just by going back to that same locale, I I understand that like if you're making a a new location, it helps if you're using the backgrounds over again because you know time is a thing and we have time and money that we have to do and we can't do all these different locations all the time um but the lima beans kind of going back to that field over and over again muddles where you're going Mm -hmm. and the burns tangent doesn't help that's true (laughs) doesn't it doesn't help matters that that tangent lasts so long because it feels less like uh one of those sketch moments and more like a b story that's what i was gonna say it'd be one thing if it was just the b story and we went back to burns every so often of him like still trying to compete with the movementarians you know like coming up with new ideas every so often like that actually i think that worked really well that's a great idea like i like i it it feels strange it's to me it's always felt like this that tangent has always felt so strange because that's it yeah, that's, that's all you yeah. see, and it feels like a the first scene of a B plot, and then the second scene of a B plot, and no third scene. Yeah, and it, Smithers even says, "We'll try this again tomorrow," and they don't, and, and we don't see it, and, and it's, and, and it, I'm like, "Oh, that's funny. Maybe they'll come back to this," and they didn't. So. It's <laughs> like, and I kind of I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that yes, this was intentional, and the fact that they don't come back to it is part of the joke. Sure. And I think that's kind of funny. Yeah, no, but of I don't yeah. like what it does to tracking the episode. Yeah, just like the structure of the, of the episode. Because that is a good B plot. Of, of because course, because it's, it's intrinsically tied to your A plot. Yeah, In, and Burns is great. It, it's it's it, yeah, and you're and like they're oh they're finally writing Burns correctly. Yeah, because this is exactly what he would do, and it's the perfect place for that kind of a plot that kind of a B plot and you only need three scenes. Yeah. You would only need three scenes of it. Um, so one other thing I just wanted to mention. Okay. Tear it down more for no. me. No, <laughs> it's not even that it's that this, it felt, felt really weird watching this time. So this is an episode I've seen like very few times, like a lot of season nine. And I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Uh, a lot of the time, I just don't go back to these episodes because I remember not really liking them. Mm. And so that's why it's it's fun going through the season in this format because I get to like really like watch them and pay attention and figure out why I don't like them if I don't and and oftentimes get surprised by actually liking them. Um so this episode had a weird thing right at the beginning where Homer's at the weekend and they say we don't drink beer here. Yeah, that should have uh, sent him home. Yeah, immediately he should be like, all right, I'm leaving. He should have been like, uh, so long, jerk ass. Totally. Turn around and go home. And it's such a weird choice to have that. And I know like they're they're trying to make it as because of the way he gets out of the cult. Yeah. But it's such an easy fix where you don't mention beer for the whole first, you know, uh, two acts or whatever. And when they're trying to get Homer out, they're like Marge is trying to get everyone out. She successfully gets Lisa and Maggie and Bart out. And they're having the same problem that that they were having getting him in is like nothing's working, nothing's yeah. getting him out. And then maybe like someone just kind of mentions, uh, oh no, we don't drink, like we don't allow beer here. And he's like, all right, let's go home. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's an instant <laughs> switch for him. That's the perfect yeah. thing yeah. to do with Homer in yeah. this episode. And I, I uh, watching this time, I was baffled by that choice to have them specifically say no beer here, front loaded, like right at the mm-hmm. top before he's yeah. even close to being brainwasher indoctrinated. Yeah, it's a really it's it shows a fundamental lack of understanding of Homer, which you know, I mean, season nine. <laughs> um, yeah, at least he's not mean in this episode. I mean, he does. <laughs> the 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 term jerk ass is coined in this episode. He says, "Yeah, he says like out of the way jerk ass." Yeah. He, I mean, he's he's a bit of a jerk ass. Yeah, it's L- funny. Let's, let's not let's not you know yeah. say he's a saint. Yeah. But like the the general demeanor of his character throughout the episode oh, he's is not more akin yeah. to classic Homer, where yeah, he's a jerk sometimes, but he's he's not an asshole. He's not like malicious for the sake of being. He's kind of sweet in how much he loves this cult. Yeah, he loves the gruel. Yeah, he loves the gruel. He <laughs> loves the lima beans. He's having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange that they have him front-loaded with no beer, and it does show a fundamental misunderstanding because Homer is a functional alcoholic. Yeah, and then the end... So, like, obviously, I like the ending of uh, Don't You Want a Beer or whatever, but it's like, like that should have been their first thought. <laughs> yeah. Is to is to give him a beer. Um, and, it, yeah, it's just... It's a, it's a weird misfire in, in that sense because uh, beer is good. Beer is great. This episode is sponsored by beer. <laughs> Uh, anything else we want to we, we wanna touch on real quick before we head over to the reference desk? Camille, final thoughts on the episode? Well, I, I agree with uh, all the things you said. <laughs> but who do you agree with more? Oh! Uh, <laughs> who wins? <laughs> that's oh that's the whole thing. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's Greg versus Alan. This this season, it's not it's not two bad oh, neighbors. Fun. It's Greg v. Allen. Ooh, v. The state. Oh, uh, I love the leader. <laughs> All right, <laughs> they See, do manage to get a few digs at Scientology in this. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, subtle ones. Uh, Scientology, Heaven's Gate, like there's certain uh, cults that they're I think they're very clearly drawing upon because of like the whole mm-hmm. go to a different planet and yeah, Blistonia. Um, was it what they say like an overabundance of bliss or something? Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Are you going into the the different cults in in the reference desk? Uh, I've only I only mentioned a couple. I just mentioned them: Scientology and Heaven's Gate. Oh, great! Yeah, because uh, if you have more, yeah, there, yeah, there were a couple other I spied. Um, there's one if you've seen Wild Wild Country on Netflix. The the Rolls Royce is definitely that guy, like the Bhagwan guy Holy it's shit. like that that documentary has way too many episodes that should be a two so, hour sorry sorry Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. are we already at the reference desk uh let's do it yeah. continue come in. <laughs> oh i just i wanted to hear the music play me in <laughs> um yeah the the rules were driving through the handcuff that's absolutely the wild wild country guy that guy was known for oh, like being generally pretty great but also fucking loving mercedes-benz loving rolls royce he owned like 20 of them mm. where everyone else was like we're living on a commune <laughs> i sewed my overalls <laughs> so we loved cars he drove around in them all the time and people like once they moved to that that like area in oregon or wherever they were no one ever saw him again he never came out and did he was just in the cars and in his own house kind of thing so Interesting. That's, that's that one. Yeah. That's a good um, reference. And then the the um, there's a lot of UFO cults, but one of the one of the really big UFO cults that I learned about recently is uh, Railism mm-hmm. or Raelianism, yeah. um, which is super fun. They were started in France. Look them up. Um, <laughs> started generally positive. There's a lot of stuff out there about them being like 
feminist or pro-women's rights, which is like partially true, but also partially like kind of problematic. There's like, uh, there's like the guy who started it and then he's got his six pink angels who are like sexy women who've signed a vow of earthly chastity so they can have sex with aliens when the aliens come here um and also him because he's Ah, half alien and then no one else on earth right (laughs) they're like all right they they always end up weird okay and (laughs) notice how they always end up piece of paper to say i can have sex with aliens i just need their consent yeah yeah (laughs) also you notice how they always end up like being like oh yeah the commune's great and then there's one person. It's always the one person who's benefiting, mm-hmm. right? Totally. They're taking the idea of the uh, socialist communist structure of like communal farming and living for mm-hmm. each other and sharing things. And then, of course, they're also taking the whole idea of like, what if I took advantage of yeah. everyone? <laughs> yeah. Just like all those communist dictators did way, mm-hmm. way back. And uh, then I would be the good one, right? That would totally. be me. <laughs> I've solved it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So those were my two like fun fact ones of like, oh, th- I can see that. Nice. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, the joy of sex. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to talk about it. <laughs> it's great, right? Um, now, obviously, the, the title of the episode, uh, play on the joy of sex. Uh, Ow. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Michael Crichton, Stephen King, and Robert Ludlum. Yeah, are all referenced in one weird little scene. Quick, everybody, your favorite books by each of those authors. Go. Sphere. Really? It's my favorite Michael Crichton book. Yes. Nice. Interesting. Uh, my Jurassic favorite Michael Park. Crichton book is Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephen King. Um. Mm. Cujo. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I like his short stories more than I like his novels. Uh, you then choose that. Uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Sure. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to say the whole Dark Tower series. <laughs> nice. I've only read the first two books. so Go with The Shining. Mm, ah, good the choice. Shining. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> you don't want to get sued. What about Robert Ludlum? Robert Ludlum. Uh, this is one I've got Couldn't a tell lot. you any book nope. he's written. No? The mm-hmm. Osterman Weekend. Okay. I like that one. I also like the Chancellor Manuscript. Oh boy. I'm a big fan of the Prometheus Deception. Sure and I'm a big fan of the Born Identity and the Born Supremacy. Uh, yeah, that's, well, who, that's really, what I know that really name from. Well, you really buried the lead there, Greg. Well, I mean, those books, those two books aren't as good as the three I mentioned before. Oh, okay. Also, The also Road write... to Omaha, not bad. Mm. Did he also write Born Ultimatum? Yes, he did. What about Born legacy he did not he was dead what about jason born he's dead what about born he's free? dead what about born free he's dead that was before <laughs> what about born on the fourth of july yeah god damn these it. are all <laughs> these are all jason born films that would be crazy b-o-u-r-n-e yeah. on the fourth of <laughs> yeah. july yeah of course everyone's favorite recent robert ludlum film a star is born <laughs> Tell me something, girl. <laughs> Who am I? I have amnesia. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, I am a spy. <laughs> That's good. I'm learning all these things about me with the audience. <laughs> I will stop. I love that song. <laughs> 
It's a very good song. It's a spy um, song. Anyway, Batman is also referenced. Of course. <laughs> Batman. Let I mean, me ask leader. you, is there any more concise television show intro <laughs> than that one? Um, yes. Okay. Which one? Or concise? No, probably not concise. Sorry. Right. I was saying like uh, just <laughs> some like cartoons. I love cartoons where they just announce the title of well, the that, show we, over we were over. just talking about yeah. it on on movie chat the yeah. other day where it's like teenage mutant ninja, ninja turtles teenage mutant ninja turtles it's <laughs> just the title yep. it's all you need to know this is what's your this is what your next 22 minutes is going to be right. enjoy i uh as as you know i host a weekly uh, trivia and i like to do a tv theme round every so often and it's always tough because a lot of them just announce the title yeah. over and over. <laughs> uh, so recently I did a uh, Saturday morning cartoon round, uh, but I found instrumental versions of all the, right. the ones I wanted to do mm. so that it wouldn't say the title, but you could you know maybe pick it up. Because um, I really wanted to do the, the show Gem and the Holograms. Right. <laughs> You know what? That's a great theme song. You know it's just jam. Jam is amazing. Ooh, jam. Jam is fantastic. Jam, jam, jam. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, I can't cut around this. The the Pokemon theme might be one of my favorites just because it says everything. Yeah. It doesn't just tell you what you're getting. It also tells you the character, the, the main character's the character. entire motivations and backstory. He wants, he wants to be the very best. That mm-hmm. no one ever was. Also, Reboot. Reboot's great. Reboot's got a great theme song. It's just a narration of yeah, the narration. what the show is about. It's great. <laughs> yeah. When anyway. Um, Could you imagine if some of those other ones just were like that? Like, West Wing. The West Wing. <laughs> the West Wing. West Wing. West West Wing West West Wing West West Wing I mean that is often the joke I like to do with theme songs that don't have any lyrics right. just replace the the tune with the title All right Game My, of Game of Thrones exactly. Game exactly. Game of Thrones <laughs> or Lost. It's brilliant thank you That's great That's really good uh, special K is referenced. How do you guys like? Do you guys like Special K? It's a cereal, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. It's like a sexier Rice Krispie. It's the same though. It's I think I was an, almost same. an adult when I'm like, this is the same. It's just squish. <laughs> what the fuck is this? However, Special K has many uh, special flavors. That's right. Like Special oh, K Red true. Berry, which is my personal favorite. I like the vanilla almond. It's vanilla almond's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I just like strawberries, you guys. Uh, Disney and Mickey Mouse are referenced with uh, that same little beat there where he's trying to figure out his logo. I always think it's ironic. Yes. Well, they have no idea. <laughs> They're eventual masters. Yep. Uh, so the whole uh, kind of like reveal of Burns as a God is taken from the teaser trailer for Michael Jackson's History album. Great. Uh, with like people in riot gear and like oh. things like like uh, it's like a four minute long teaser. It's insane. You should watch it if you haven't. Weird. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. Shit. Okay, I'll put okay. it in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barney and friends. Barney makes another appearance. He they yep. they love bringing him on. They sure do. Uh, the prisoner. Did you ever watch the prisoner? Uh, no, but this is not the first. This is not the last time they will reference no, they'll it. They have an anti escape orb in a later episode. Yeah. Where uh, Patrick McGuhan. Uh, who is plays the prisoner in that old television show uh, guest stars? Yeah, 
um, where Homer is trapped on an island, yeah, much yeah. like the prisoner, Mister X. Um, but yes, this uh, this bouncing balloon security thing is taken from the TV show The Prisoner, mm. um, likely because they had a low budget. Like, we need something sci-fi to to be the the guard. It's a bubble. We got a big balloon. <laughs> That'll work. All right. <laughs> we'll make it work. I'll stick a gymnast in it. <laughs> uh, Jaws. Jaws, the, the blockbuster Jaws. He scratches the... Oh, of course. Yeah. The Robert Shaw. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they me- he mentions uh, should have stuck with the Promise Keepers, which is a real institution. Yes, it is. What is the Promise Keepers? That I know very keepers? little about. Greg, you laughed more. Maybe you know better. Well, <laughs> I just looked it up. The Promises of the Promise Keepers. Um I don't know what it is very well. I know that uh, David Cross did a bit on them a long time ago. It seems like a bit because it's it's like the button of that character. It's like the only thing the leader says. And then I was like, oh, I don't get it. Okay, here it's a it's an evel- it's an evangelical Christian uh, parachurch organization for men. Parachurch. Is that like the Wait. evolution of church? Parachurch organizations are like Christian faith-based church. organizations that work outside and across denominations to engage in social welfare and evangelism and also usually involve parach- parachuting their missionaries into foreign oh. countries. Interesting. That last part was made up. No, wait a second. Damn it. I was like, wow, I was on point with my dumb joke. Wow. Mm, even a stupid clock is right twice a day. Uh, <laughs> uh, my joke wasn't very good, but that's okay. So, because Par- Paris is a Pokemon. It's Parasect. It's right. Like, yeah. Switched. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, sec. <sighs> no, no, it's good. The joy of Parasect <laughs> no, is a good no, title for a Pokemon good. episode. No, don't go. Alan. <laughs> The Joy of Parasect. Uh, that's all I have for references. What's our favorite joke? Yeah, favorite jokes going around. Um, Alan, you got one? Yeah. I write mine down. Sure. Um, <laughs> so uh, a couple of honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I don't like that this is in the episode, I really like Homer's response to, would you rather have a beer or total enlightenment or whatever? And he's like, what kind of beer? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um and then I really, I also really like his, uh, just his little shelf of beans, it's and, and it says "Leader Beans." Yeah. I just for some reason that's really <laughs> funny. Leader Beans. I don't know, uh, but I think my favorite joke, even though again I think it's a weird tangent, is Burns getting burned. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, Smithers stomping him out and him falling like that whole segment when he's in his dumb little god suit. And I love that wrong. he starts on fire again. Yeah. I just love the like the the juxtaposition of him in the like big buff guy, and then like it burns away, and he's like the frail old man we yeah. all know, and Smithers stomping him. <laughs> yeah, it's just very funny. Yeah, um, I really like when Homer loses track of the movementarian movie, and is like, wait, so the cops knew Internal Affairs was setting them up, and I'm like, that sounds like an interesting movie. It sounds like The Departed. <laughs> it does. <laughs> It does. It, um, but it's isn't not. It, isn't it based on the movie Internal Affairs? Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs. Internal Affairs is a film with Richard Gere. Oh, really? Figure it out. It, I, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm asking. Uh, yes. Um, Infernal Affairs is the film with Andy Lau, and 
It is a very it's Infernal Affairs. That's weird. Yes, it's Infernal Affairs. That sounds like the draft title for The Devil's Advocate. Yeah, that's a better title for that movie. It yeah. is. It is a better title yeah. for that movie and a yeah. worse title for the movie it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a literal movie title to If they swapped it though, if if Infernal Affairs was called The Devil's Advocate, would that still work? No, it would make no sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but people would discuss it. They'd be like, "What do you think? Who do you think the devil is?" What does is? it mean? And who's who's the, the devil? <laughs> who's the departed? <laughs> departed. Camille? Um Special mention to the visual gag of just Crichton and King bookstore. I think that's really funny. Yeah. That's absolutely every airport I've ever been to. <laughs> absolutely. That's it is. the only thing they're selling yeah. at any bookstore yeah. that anyone ever wants to read on a plane. So good job. Um, and then my my favorite joke was when they cut when like the sect is taken over town and uh, they cut to Lovejoy like alone in the church oh. with uh, pouring gasoline down the aisles and he just yeah. and before Marge enters he just mutters, oh, "I never thought I'd have to do this again." <laughs> I yeah, really I love like that. that. Too. Opens really up a great funny. backstory. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that I want to know about, but I don't. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Not everything needs an origin. Yeah, absolutely. So Smallville. <laughs> Sometimes the origin needs 10 seasons. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it for us. It brings us here. full circle. We do have to mention our most valuable players. Yes. Mine's um, Marge. Uh, yeah, okay. Cool. Interesting. She resists the indoctrination and she, she escapes like a badass. And then she is the one who brings them all back. Mm -hmm. She's mm -hmm. the fucking MVP. I am going to go with Lovejoy. You're wrong on I'm this saying. one. <laughs> I like Reverend Lovejoy. He's very good. He was close, actually, to my MVP as well. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. I like him a lot. Come I'm going to go with Lenny. <laughs> I'm staying strong with whatever is going on with Lenny. We yeah. don't really fully hear about it, but the glimpses we get, I'm like, something happened to him this yep. week, but they didn't go into it. Good for I love them. it. <laughs> I'm Lenny. I'm Lenny. It's <laughs> great. Uh, cool. Yeah, that about Good does work, it. Good work, everybody. We did it. Mm -hmm. We did it. And uh, like I said, this is our final episode. So thanks, yeah. everyone. Oh, no. That's it. <laughs> um, don't email us because we're done. Because so. uh, next, normally next episode would be Das Bus, but uh, I guess we'll never talk about it. Yep. So we'll never find out if Greg is wrong. Um, I'm not. I <laughs> Uh, but I will say this episode actually gets a thumbs up for me. Awesome. All That's the, all so the problems I had with it are very mini minor. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, a good episode overall. It's really funny. Homer's not a jerk. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like, I like it. Thumbs up here too. Yeah. Yeah. Camille? Also a thumbs up. <laughs> and also thank you very much for, uh, having me on and, uh, letting me talk your collective ears off about cults. Anytime. Hey, yeah. Yay. Yeah. I mean, not, maybe not anytime. Yeah, like, I mean, some episodes back. you probably shouldn't and talk about cults. Have you heard the good news? Oh no. Oh, uh, on that note, thanks for listening everybody. Uh, thank you to Camille for guesting once again. Uh, starting to rival the doctor Indeed. perhaps in, uh, appearances. So yeah. we'll see. Think about that. He's, he's got one coming up as he well. So. Damn it. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, you guys can, of course, uh, email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod or just Two Bad Neighbors, a, face, uh, a Facebook podcast, a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, subscribe to our Patreon, Boathouse Studios. Uh, two bucks gets you all our bonus content, which our next episode is going to be coming out soon, and it's going to be a Dungeons and Dragons commentary. Yeah. And I'm I don't so mean the game, I mean the hit 2000 film. That's right. Oh, we're we're gonna it do is it. in parentheses or in quotations. Yeah. Uh, Camille's very excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Maybe you can guess on that. Yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> Dangles that carrot. <laughs> oh my God. That's how we get in- into our cult. That's right. Thanks again, everybody, and keep watching the skis. Take it away, Alan. Thank you. What? What's the problem? <laughs> There's no problem. I was about to do it. Oh, shit. I pulled oh, my headphones God. out. Oh, boy. <laughs> Greg's a mess. <laughs> this all he stays in. He hasn't eaten today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on a water diet. <laughs> it's not a diet. This is starvation. <laughs> Here we go.